You're listening to the Agony Column News Report, trashotroncom agony. The new book by Ruth Wolliver, written with Beth Reardon, is The Mindful Diet, How to Transform Your Relationship with Food for Lasting Weight Loss and Vibrant Health. Thank you for joining me, Dr. Wolliver. It's a pleasure. Thanks for having me, Rick. Dr. Wolliver, what do you mean by mindfulness? Where does this concept come from? How does it gain scientific recognition? And then how do we begin to apply it to food? Right. So mindfulness is really the practice of paying attention in a very distinct way uh, with a particular intention and a kindness and curiosity, a kind of attitude of um, encouragement and allowing whatever is to actually be there without having to push it away in our minds. Um, It comes out of uh, Buddhist teachings, but it's been secularized for um, the application to a lot of different conditions. And in the last decade, there's been just an incredible trajectory of peer-reviewed science using mindfulness practices, uh, secularized versions of mindfulness practices, to really begin to address different aspects of health. By applying it to food, what we're able to do is really be able to understand at a deeper level what our relationship with food is and what kinds of things drive it. So understand better why we eat, why why we start eating, why we stop eating, and um, how it is that we're using food, and then more importantly, how we want it to be, and uh, sort of garner the learnings from mindfulness practices to be able to shift the way we behave with food to a way that really is supportive of our overall health and well-being. At the center of this book is the idea that if we learned a mindfulness meditation, we can use that skill that we would aim, say, at our emotions, our understanding, our breathing, our paying attention, our breathing, to pay attention to our hunger. And I think that's a really interesting concept. Could you explain the hunger scale from starving to overfull? Sure. Um, so, yeah, let me address the first part of your question um, initially. So practicing mindfulness meditation gives you a really nice foundation and an ability to see what is from a bit of a distance with greater perspective than in a typical moment-to-moment experience where we aren't necessarily distinguishing what's a thought, what's an emotion, what's a body sensation. We're just sort of experiencing them all together. And um, the use of the hunger fullness scale is a particular tool which we apply mindfulness to, to help people see from a distance what the actual physical sensations are of being um, really hungry or slightly hungry or neither hungry nor full, slightly full or really full. And we we use a seven-point scale. But after people get very well-versed in identifying their own physical sensation, 
and applying a number to it, they also then begin to uh, gain skills in separating out that physical sensation from other um, experiences. So for example, a lot of times we eat because it's time or we eat because food is around us or food is being served and we're sort of on automatic pilot as opposed to checking in with the body to see if the body is actually in need of nourishment right now. When we're applying mindfulness and start to recognize, does my body need food now? And what choice am I making in terms of eating or not? We then begin to understand also how we make the choices we make. So am I doing this because I'm bored? Am I doing this because I'm uh, stressed or because this is my time, my one time today where I'm going to give myself, uh, you know, a kind of reward relief period. And so as we begin to untangle this body sensation with behavior, with uh, emotion, we then have more information that we can utilize to make a different choice. Could you talk about the healthy middle and contrast that with the diet mentality? Sure. So the diet mentality really is a set of rules that is um, given to us to follow, which um, the rules are developed external to the person. So, uh, they're, you know, they're, they're based on large numbers of people, but they're not based on an individual's experience right now. And so they actually teach us to not attend to what's going on internally with our bodies. We all innately have built into us a sense of when to eat and when to stop eating. But over time, we cloud those signals. They're very quiet signals and we cloud those signals with our busyness and by pairing them with um, emotions if we've used food to regulate emotion. And so part of uh, what happens over time is that it becomes hard to actually hear the pure hunger or the pure fullness um, signals. Talk about the healthy middle. Because we've learned over time um, how to pair things and we, we get to a place out of automatic pilot and habits that then let's say that we're overweight and we wanna lose weight and we go to a set of rules, a diet if you will, to tell us what to do and what not to do. Well, that trains us even further to eat this and not eat that as opposed to checking in with the body about what my body in this moment really needs. Um, the other issue with rules is that there's a rigidity to them and they don't allow enough flexibility for long-term sustained uh, behavior. The healthy middle is the uh, ability to have guidelines. So you have some nice structures in place that help you make choices for food, but also have some flexibility built in so that the guidelines are applicable in lots of different situations. With um, our human desires, a lot of times these when rules are stringent, they actually backfire because we tend to want to do what people have told us not to. <laughs> and so um, by building guidelines in that actually honor our desires, 
but within a reasonable structure, we are building enough outlet for ourselves that over time, we're able to keep applying the rules or the guidelines, I should say. The new book by Ruth Wolliver, PhD, is The Mindful Diet, How to Transform Your Relationship with Food for Lasting Weight Loss and Vibrant Health. Thank you for joining me, Dr. Wolliver. Thank you so much, Rick. You're listening to the Agony Column News Report, trashotron.com slash agony.